Well, awesome. You guys are great. Love being in the house of the Lord with you all. And uh, man, there's nothing quite like it. Getting to serve Jesus, go after Jesus, and enter right into what he's given us. Uh, so thankful for it. Just want a few quick announcements. As always, you can check out radiant.family for all the announcements. Scroll to the bottom. Or be sure you get the Church Center app. You can stay fully connected. Calendars, everything we do here. Such a, a blessing. As well as you can give. And thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Online reoccurring giving. The black boxes as you exit today. You can mail in a check. Uh, we're so thankful for it. But a couple of quick announcements. This next Sunday morning is a big day. My favorite services that we do are Altar of Revival services. Now for our, yeah, come on, come on, some excitement. Our first service, they show up at 9.30 because that's when our first service is. But next week we have one service. It starts at 9.30 and it goes all the way through until after this service would normally be over. It's kind of how we go. We kind of plan an hour, and then we let God take over from there, and we have had a great time, our first two over the, this year, and we are looking forward to this week. So I want to encourage you, 11 o'clockers, come early, 9.30, show up at 9.30, we're going to go after Jesus, you'll get out about the same time, but don't show up at 11, we'll be halfway done, or more already. So show up at 9.30, join us, kids services, all those things will be happening, as always, uh, but we would love to have you. Another part of that. I want to encourage you, show up and bring somebody with you that needs a touch of God. He's going to do something. He's going to move. Maybe a healing. Maybe, maybe they just need Jesus. I believe he's going to speak and Holy Spirit's going to be poured out in a special way. In fact, next week I'm going to be talking about my favorite thing that we got to do when we were, when we were in Israel. Uh, the south steps of the Temple Mount and what that just means and the significance of that. And I'm pumped about the word that God has given and is laying on my heart. And I know he's going to move. Because anytime we give God some extra time, he speaks extra. He moves extra. And so come pumped, come ready to go, come prayed up, maybe fast this week if you're believing for something. Let's believe he's going to move. And I know beyond a shadow of doubt, he will. And uh, it's going to be fun. So next Sunday, 9.30, don't come at 11, come at 9.30, and we're just going to go all the way through. It is going to be great. A second announcement this morning is right after that, on the Tuesday, the July 25th, we have our Seek and Save Columbus Outreach. We partner with Revive Church about 20 minutes south of here, and we get to do that uh, regularly. We are a part of, of uh, Pastor Stephen being able to be full-time at the church, as we just believe God wants to move here, and he wants to move there, and really everywhere, right? Uh, and so next, next week, the 25th through 29th, we are going to be helping be a part of a missions team that comes in and blitzes their community with prayer, with soccer clinics, with basketball things, like different opportunities to share the love of Jesus. And then a big outreach on Saturday, we're going to be giving over just on our half of Columbus, 2,500 bags of groceries to people that are in need. And we also are going to be supplying uh, back to school items, backpacks, all of the things that kids would need to go back to school for those that maybe can't afford just to go out and buy them. So we need your help. First of all, we need your help to come and be a part. You can go to Radio.Family. You can sign up. We will get with you. You can come for a day. You can come for a few hours in a day. You can come for the whole week. Or maybe for many, you could come on Saturday, our big outreach. We're going to need hundreds of volunteers to do it the best we can. And so I would encourage you, don't miss it. Come be a part of our Seek and Save Columbus outreach event partnering with Revive Church. If you can't do that, so this is not a get off the, you know, you, you do that first. But if you can't, 
Could you give and be a part of blessing the families and kids? You can do that also by going Radiant.Family, and then you can buy straight off of Amazon a wish list, backpacks, and the things they're going to be giving away. That is a second option. You can also give through the Church Center app or through Radiant.Family, put missions in there, and the money that comes in, that's uh, fresh new things, are going to go to this outreach, and we're going to be able to help make that happen. A third one, all of us can do this. Could we all be in prayer the next two weeks for this outreach? Could we be praying that God would bring healing to a community, that God would bring people into relationship with him, and that something special would take place at the hilltop here in, in two weeks, you know, the next two weeks? God's on the move. And so let's all pray. Let's give and a bunch. Could, we, could you think about, could you pray? Maybe just you have a date. Let's do it. Let's go share the love of Jesus and we are looking forward to that. We also, Rachel and I, just a few weeks ago, got back from our sabbatical. And during our sabbatical, a few things happened around Radiant Life Church, if you didn't notice. Uh, if you're new, maybe you don't know. If you don't, I'm just going to give a quick recap. I want to thank some people along the way. Obviously, renovations. Anybody, doesn't the building look great? And so thankful for all of that and for your faithfulness to give to make that possible. We're just blessed by God. Also want to thank Pastor Brian, because Pastor Rachel and I had all the plans laid out, but then you get into it, and then there's details this and details that, and he did a great job trying to, to channel his, what would Pastor Rachel want here? What would Pastor Rachel want here? And uh, so it was awesome, and so we loved coming back and being like, look at this, it looks awesome. There's still a few pieces to finish, if you didn't notice, the, the cafe countertops are coming very, very soon. Uh, there's some other elements that are going to be popping up. But the main flooring and those things are done. And so praise Jesus. Uh, it looks good, looks refreshed. And the stage, uh, very different from what it was. Just love it. And so thankful for that. We also had some transition uh, of a few roles and staff members. But even before that, we also partner with SEU Ohio. And SEU Ohio is our college, Assembly of God College, over in the Polaris area. Actually moving out to Heartland uh, Conference Retreat Center, where it will be housed starting this fall. And it is a huge blessing to the Ohio Ministry Network as well as, I believe, a few of my kids are going to be going. And maybe if you have children or you are a young person looking for college coming up, SCU Ohio is great, including like College Credit Plus. My uh, Elizabeth, my 10th grader, is going to be starting college credits for free this fall. And I love college for free. That sounds awesome. And so they work with that. And so they get a Christian college experience College Credit Plus starting even as early as 10th grade. So that is a huge thing. But a part of that is we partner with them to do and to have practicum students come and be a part of Radiant Life Church. Zoe and Matt uh, for the last year have been a part of what we do, leading worship. Every other week, one or the other one would be up here a lot of times with their guitar. And they blessed us so much in the last year. Uh, Zoe this, this fall is heading back or this, uh, in May she headed home. Uh, and she's helping at their church and at different things that they are doing in there. And so we're so thankful for her and what she poured in here. Matt, he just took a role up in Cleveland, Ohio, and is going to be a worship pastor and an associate pastor up there. And so we were able to bless him. And my prayer is, right on the wall up, up out front when you come in, it says developing leaders. Our goal is to develop people over and over and over and like them, be able to send them out and to see what God does. The only problem with that development is the sending part because we don't like the sending part because we don't want people to be sent out, but we're so thankful for them and what they poured into Radiant Life Church. Also, right before our sabbatical, Pastor Braden, he transitioned out of Radiant Life 
And he, for the last two years, was a part of books at times, a lot of back-end things, a lot of building elements that he learned and was willing to jump in and grow and be a part of, as well as taking on pastoral care and really uh, raising the bar of pastoral care. And those things are things that are not just going to be gone with him being gone, but that are going to keep going as he put the effort and the time in. And so I want to publicly say they couldn't be here today. He's on vacation. But thank you, Pastor Braden, for all that you have done pouring in here and pray that you and Liv uh, this week are with Liv's family, that you're just having a great time, that you're refreshed, and uh, that God just continues to move. I got to have a great conversation with him this week, and uh, it's just good to see what God is doing. We can continue to pray uh, for that next step for him. Uh, he there's a door he's praying would open quickly. And so we we're believing with him as well. Also, while we were gone, not a surprise that transition was coming, uh, but Pastor Mike and Ashley transitioned out of Radiant Life Church as well. Pastor Mike, he's been our kids pastor uh, for a year and a half plus and has been a blessing to my personal children, to our church family, uh, and just so thankful for Pastor Mike. He is working on his PhD and headed towards being a professor. That's what he wants to do. He wants to teach. That's what he's going to do with his life. And so we're thankful for the time that he gave us over these last almost two years. Just so incredibly blessed by him and pray that he would be blessed as he goes from here. One big thing that he brought amongst others was our one-day VBS. We had not done a VBS in quite a while. And so we now do that yearly, generally in June, the last two years. Just looking forward to continuing that in the future. And a cool part about that one-day VBS is on Saturday... We do VBS for our church and for our community. But on Friday, we do VBS for our daycare. And most of the people in the daycare are not church, or a lot. A good number of people in the daycare are not church. So we get to do VBS with 150 people that are locked in. They don't have any choice. They have to be there. Their, kid, their parents drop them off. And we love doing VBS with all of those kids. And so Pastor Mike came up with the idea, put it in motion, made it happen. So thank you, Pastor Mike, for all you poured in for sure. His wife was a part of our lead team, uh, Pastor Ashley, and she has been a blessing from things that you see like first impressions, uh, some, th uh, some steps that we've taken over the last year and a half. We're so blessed by that and by her pastoring and bringing people and getting people connected. A bunch of you, I know she went out to lunch with maybe the first week or two or three that you were here at Radiant Life Church. We're so thankful for her and for pouring in to Radiant Life Church. She also, on the back end, had huge elements of our church center app, of our of planning center, of what that looks like. And those, once again, are things that we are blessed that now we just get to walk in the hard work that she put in where you never saw it. You didn't know all the time that she put in. So Pastor Ashley, thank you for being such a huge part of the team and for setting us up. That now we get to keep working off of, living off the fruits of your labor and uh, we all are blessed by what we have from that side and by what you gave us as well. So we hate the transition part. We love the developing part. We love the sending kind of part, right? But there's, that's a part of life is, is sending and uh, being in a moment, in a season, and being a part of a team. And the thing that I love is that God always provides. He always says, okay, or we say, Lord, what's next? And he always gives that next. And so I want to bring our team up. If you would come on up this morning, and I want to introduce our team just to be sure that everybody knows the whole group of people that are part of our Radiant Life staff and our daycare lead team as well. Uh, as every week, we have right now in the summer, I believe over 290 students that are a part of our Radiant Kids Child Care. So 
you don't, I mean, every room in this building, all of the rooms are full of people, of kids on a weekly basis. And so we are thankful for that. So we'll kind of jump around the line a little bit. First of all, so thankful to lead with my wife uh, as we just love leading Radiant Life Church. Love, love, love what we do. Uh, being gone for 10 weeks on sabbatical only showed us more how much we love being here and how much we love it and look forward to many years in the future of just going after Jesus together with y'all to win one more for Jesus. She also runs our worship uh, ministry, directs that, our media, our graphics, everything you see in print, um, most of the stuff online, everything you hear, everything that's a part pretty much goes through her. And so I'm so thankful for her helping me where I am not any of those things at all. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Then we'll jump down. Pastor Brian, he is our executive pastor. He's been on board for nearing two years, getting close. And uh, he is a, a true friend and a blessing to me, to Rachel, along with his wife, Danae. And we, I, I just, as a church, I'm, we're thankful for you, Pastor Brian. He leads the team. He leads the grounds. He kind of makes anything, any crazy idea that I come up with. He's like, okay, how do we make this happen? And so I am so blessed by you and all that you do here at Radiant Life Church. Next to him, his wife, Danae, she is our daycare director, which means on a day in and day out, she's in the daycare office making it happen, trying to keep 290 kids and maybe more difficult, all of their parents happy and looking forward to uh, us then getting the opportunity to share Jesus with them every single day. And so thank you. Next to Pastor Brian is Ashley. She is our assistant daycare director. She's a part this morning leading worship and a big part of Radiant Life Church along with her husband, Joe. Uh, we're thankful for her. She is Danae's assistant, and so she fills in the gaps a little like Brian for me. Like what it, whatever is needed, she makes it happen. And uh, so we're thankful for these two that are part, love Radiant Life Church, and love uh, just pushing kids and families towards Jesus. On the other side is Jamie Batchelder. Jamie Batchelder, if you didn't know, she is my sister, and uh, she is a huge part. She's been on the team for a long time, 15 years maybe, something like that. Uh, started as a teacher, did multiple things, daycare director. She is now our superintendent of our daycare and of our belief. Uh, in fact, you could look outside. They're working on soccer fields. She's going to be a part of helping run that. How do we get involved in the community? That is her role. And in this transition period, Jamie's like, hey, I would love to do children's ministry. I think that's pretty much exactly how it happened. She volunteered. And, uh, and it's been fun because I've only been back a few weeks. And she's like, come on. She has idea after idea. She sends me emails of how can we do things, make it as smooth for parents, for pickup, for drop-off, for all of these things. And her goal, and our goal always is what Pastor Mike or whoever went before us to stand on their shoulders and go from there. And so we're thankful for Jamie, not who's not in a have to do, but in a, hey, this is going to be fun. And let's see what we can do to set up whatever the future would hold with kids ministry at Radiant Life. So all of you parents, you're going to get to experience that and see that. And so thank you, Jamie, for being willing to jump in wherever and to do whatever. And we're blessed. Uh, right here, our newest staff members, Pastor Matt and Catherine, they're both uh, ordained ministers of the Assemblies of God, and we are so, so, so blessed by them. They moved from Kettering or the Dayton area 
now like two months ago, a little bit more and or so. And so we're blessed by them. If you have students that are in youth group, you know they are a blessing and your kids are having more fun and more time. You might need to raise your gas bill because they do so many events. You have to bring them here more often. But they are great. They just want to pour into the students and have fun. But even more so than fun is they want to disciple kids. Now, right now, about half of normal attendance is called into the ministry in some way, like 16 out of 30, 35 or whatever shows up at a normal event. That is amazing. And their goal is to train them, build them up, and begin to use them in those giftings and callings right now. So when they go to college or whatever route they take and get to a, a field, whatever it would be, that they've already been living it and walking it. And so that's their heart. That's their, their desire. And so we are pumped that you both are a part of the team, both serving in youth. And Catherine also is helping Pastor Rachel and myself uh, just in many ways. All the things that I mentioned of her, she's also gifted in music and creativity and, and media and design, all of that stuff. And in the transition time, she also is running our first impressions team. So if you're new or you're out there, you're going to see these guys. In fact, everybody just in the foyer greeting people because it's such a huge part. And that's, she's like, no matter what happens, can I still be a part of that? And I'm like, yes, please. You can greet people. You can help people get involved. And so I know they would love to go out to eat with all of you. So all of you just come find them. They would love to connect with you and get to know you and uh, maybe you get a free meal out of it. So whatever it would work, but we're thankful. We also have, yeah, come on, we'll give these a, a hand. I like it. A couple of other people that are not here this morning. Dawn Chafin, she is our administrative assistant. She's been on the team for over 30 years and literally my entire life she's been a part of Radiant Life Church. She is a huge blessing to Radiant Life and continues to be. And so we're thankful for Ken and for Dawn. Pastor Dave and Kay are also, I mean, this shouldn't be right, but they're on vacation. They're taking a, a week here. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We are pumped for them that they just get away. And uh, they have started Radiant Life Church 43 years ago, and they still work hard. They still make it happen. This is my dad. Go in the foyer after service, look around, and all of the white baseboard in that foyer, that was my dad. He put it all in. He will do anything. He wants to make the house of God look good serve good or, and just be good. And he also, if you're 50 plus, they, mom and dad lead our 50 plus ministry. A bunch of you I know are a part. If you're 50 plus and you're not a part, you should jump in, hang out with them. They do fun stuff and have a great time. So we're blessed by our team. One last one before I let these go down, we get back to the word. Michael Bryant, he's in the back and he's been our intern from Evangel University. We're so blessed by him. And we're still figuring things out, but we believe, we believe there'll be a partnership going forward. He'll be back, going back to school, but we will, we believe, see more of him as we go. And so we're just blessed by you, Michael. Thank you for leading us into the presence of Jesus. And uh, we are just pumped. God always takes care of his people. He does. And I love this church. I love being a part, and I love this team that we get to serve with. In fact, tomorrow, I believe, is the first day we're all going to be in the office unless I'm wrong, but I, we're going to believe it until tomorrow morning because uh, we just got back from sabbatical. So we're going to be there together. We're going to pray together. In fact, 10 o'clock, we'll be praying right in here. You can join us anytime. 10 o'clock on Monday mornings for our staff prayer. And there's nothing like going after Jesus, one more for him uh, together in a, in a place where we're just ready to go. So thank you so much. Let's give him one more round of applause this morning. Thank you all. Well, awesome. Well, we better get into the word this morning. And uh, I'll just, I, sometimes I just like to know how things are going to go. 
you can look at your watch. We're not going to be done by noon. Maybe 12.15 or 12.20. So you can just plan, settle in there. It's going to be good uh, as we just let Jesus do his thing this morning. And uh, we love it. Love it. Once again, next week, 9.30, 11 o'clockers here. Don't forget, 9.30, altar revival service. It is going to be a fun, fun morning. Well, this morning we're going to continue in our, our sermon series. We're entitled Squirrel. Thinking of a dog or a person or anything that comes and all of a sudden squirrel and we're moving a different direction, right? The movie Up, uh, if you saw that, you can kind of get the visualization. But if you have an animal, they can be doing what you want, when that you want it to happen. And all of a sudden there's a squirrel and all of a sudden they don't care about what their rules are, or what they're supposed to do or their leash or, you know, whatever it is. Whoop, they're off to their own thing. And we do not want to be a people that get distracted by things. You know, if you're a dog chasing a squirrel, that's a good thing. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're wired to do. Now, it's not good if they go in the street or, you know, all of the other things. Or if they catch the squirrel. Maybe we don't want the squirrel to die. But it's not bad. I mean, it's an animal. But in our life, there's so many times where we can be distracted by so many things. We can be distracted by good things, but... We also so easily can be distracted by things that are not good. And this morning, we're going to continue looking in Luke chapter 4. And in fact, we're going to read the word together. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, and if you're able, could we just stand to honor the word of God as we re read Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 38. And we'll go through the end of the chapter. You can read along on the screens or with your uh, copy of the word of God. Luke 4, 38, it says, And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. Verse 42, and when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So Lord, we thank you for your word and pray that today it would speak directly to our hearts. Lord, we want to walk in your model. Lord, we want to be what you've called us to be. So Lord, help us to walk in your empowerment today. Lord, as we would leave, Lord Jesus, let this word make us, us new and whole. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, you can go ahead and find your seat. Thank you so much for standing and honoring the word this morning. We think about a few things that jumped out to me. The first thing this morning is that Jesus took his ministry to a home. He left the synagogue, and just putting it in a, our, our thought, their synagogues, we were in many of them when we, were, when we were in Israel, but they look very different than our churches, but it was a similar thought. They would get together and talk about uh, God, and they would, they would discuss, and they would, would uh, just talk about who he is, uh, kind of similar in some ways, some aspects to what we would do today. But there's going to be many people there. There might be a crowd there. And instead of just staying in those environments, we see Jesus and the model of the New Testament over and over being leaving the synagogue and going to someone's house. Leaving the place where there's many to go where there might be one. 
I think a good parable, leaving the 99 for the one, right? We're not called to just stand on a stage or just be in a big place, but we're called to go and to reach the lost, that one person. We're called to go and minister the gospel to whoever and wherever, and so often that's going to happen in a house. Jesus was not just a performer for the crowds, but he is a personal savior. And today, I pray that every one of us would experience Jesus in that sort of way. Would experience Jesus in a personal way. And if you just want to come to church and experience God and go home, you're missing the whole point of what Jesus wants. Because he wants to go with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to guide you. And this is an important part. The word would say, don't forsake, forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But it's not a together so we can go and do whatever. And No, Jesus goes with us. He's our personal savior. There's nothing better than knowing that he walks the road with us. As we continue, it says, now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever. And I also love this. This story, in fact, is super special more than ever before, because when we were in Israel, we went to this place and we got to take a Jeep tour. And a Jeep tour through these, the hills and the craziness of Israel was super fun. Uh, first of all, these Jeeps, I wasn't sure if the Jeeps were going to make it because they were old and it was something. So it was fun. We have a Jeep. Ours would have been much more comfortable, I can guarantee, than these. But it was great, right? But we're going all through vineyards and through all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, we get to what on the right is a body of water. And they're like, we're going to go over there in a few minutes. But first, come this way. And we walked through, kind of through some trees or through some brush. And then there was a barbed wire fence. And Jeffrey Garcia, our instructor, was like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, like step here and put it on the ground. We walked over the barbed wire fence. It felt, felt pretty dangerous in Israel, you know, going over barbed wire. I don't know. But then we go to this clearing and you see some ruins. Now, Rachel and I at this point had been through many ruins. We had been there at least a week, uh, maybe a week and a half. So everywhere you go is ruins. There's rocks and more rocks and there's a rock wall and there's another rock wall, right? But they begin to talk about what this specific place was. And from what they found and what they believe is as they're excavating, they've already found some things that would say that this is most likely the house that is being talked about right here. This is most likely Simon Peter's house. And Simon Peter here, maybe you'd say, was Peter married? Well, Peter was married because his mother-in-law is sick, is ill. Probably she did not have sons of her own because if she did, she would have been with them in their family culture, how it would have been. So since there may not have been sons, then she was at Simon Peter's house and Jesus goes to this location. Now, just to set the scene this was, once again, one of my favorite spots that we went to because right next to it, the Jordan River flows. Right on the other side, it goes into the Sea of Galilee. Right in this location, you've got the Jordan River, the Sea of Galilee. A few minutes later, Pastor Rachel and I, we got to go into the Jordan River that connects right there to the Sea of Galilee. And I said, this, many would believe that this northern location, maybe rather than south, and uh, if you look at a map of Israel, that a bunch would say this might be where Jesus was baptized. This could be that spot. It was so much fun. All of this playing into it. They were talking about water levels. And back in the day, the Jordan River, along with the Sea of Galilee, would have been higher and would have been closer. So this house would have been kind of right there, you know, lakefront property. It was just so cool to experience this and to see this. But to think of Simon Peter standing on above his house, not fully excavated yet, 
just put it all into perspective. Like right here, right in this moment, Jesus could have been baptized a couple hundred yards over here. But in this story, Jesus comes to Simon Peter's home. Even before he's a part of the story, he comes. He comes and he heals and he makes a difference in his mother-in-law's life. This high fever. Jesus comes to you right where you are. Jesus leaves the synagogue. And I feel for somebody today, you need to hear that you feel like you may not have a fever. You may not even have a sickness, but you are in a place where you need Jesus. And Jesus, his word, he speaks. He's bringing his kingdom and we'll talk about, but he's here for you today. He loves you today. Don't be distracted. Don't, don't see the squirrel and go a different direction, but stay locked into him because he's the one that can heal your fever. He's the one that can heal your problem. He's the one that can bring freedom to whatever's going on in your life. So maybe you need direction. Maybe it doesn't seem like something huge. Whatever it is, the little thing. Bring it to Jesus and watch him move right where you are. Jesus is good. But as we continue on, uh, it says Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. Now, I absolutely love this, this story because there's times I think when we want just things to be real clean cut. This rebuked word that is used is the same sort of word that was used to rebuke the demon in the previous verses we talked about last week. There's times when we have to take authority. We have to take authority over whatever's happening in our life. And we can't just say, oh Lord, this would be really nice. But Jesus speaks and rebukes the fever, says no more, it's got to end. And there's times we must realize we are in a spiritual battle. And it's time for the church to rise up and not just go with the flow of whatever's happening, but to say, Lord, what, is, what needs to take place here? Is there a spiritual element to this? Is there a spiritual element to what's happening in my life? Is it just a self-help book that I need? And if so, great. Or, Lord, is there something that might be way more deep-rooted than just a piece of literature I need? And oftentimes in our life, we don't like to think of the spiritual battle. But when Jesus came, he rebuked the fever, once again, just like the demon. Rebuke, get out, you're gone. And what we see every time with Jesus is when Jesus speaks, it happens. There's healing, there's wholeness, there's freedom that takes place. And Jesus, he doesn't just heal, but he restores, he makes new. We see, and it left her, and immediately she rose and began to serve them. I'm pretty sure they didn't really need her to serve. I don't think the point is that they needed their food or they needed something clean. Like, I don't think that was the point. The point is when Jesus healed this high fever, instantly she was made new, she was healed, and she regained her strength. Anybody have a fever, a really high fever? Does it break? And you're like, come on, let's go. Let's go do some laundry, right? Like nobody. In fact, no one does that ever, I don't believe. Would never say that in the first place. But no, but when Jesus comes, he doesn't only come and like, woo, you're touched. But he wants to bring restoration to your life. He wants to bring strength back to your life. And whether it's a healing or whether it's in any area of our life, not only, Lord, would you remove it or, Lord, would you help me get over it? And I don't want to walk in this sin. But now he wants to give freedom and a new energy and vibrance to who he has called you to be. I could guarantee just from what's here and just reading into it, she was someone who served. She was someone who wanted to serve. So when she was healed and restored, she didn't go do other stuff, but she got back to what God had called her, what her heart was to do. And she began 
to serve. Jesus is all about restoring not only some, but the whole household to, to put it back into order. And today, I believe so strongly that God wants to move in some homes, in some lives, in some situations, that God wants to move. And it may be a momentary thing where he says, be gone, you're done, and it's just healed and whole. In fact, when I look at Jesus, every time I see he moves, he shows up. He empowers us, you could say, to live him out, to, to, to walk in him. And we don't always see the same immediacy that we see Jesus when he prays for somebody. When he prays, minus a couple times, maybe when he prayed a couple times for someone's eyes, he spoke and it happened. He spoke and it happened, which that story of the eyes tells me, you know what, sometimes we need to try two or three times. It's okay. If we let our faith arise, what would happen instead of, Lord, would you heal? But maybe we need to dive into that a little bit more. And we're going we're gonna to prevail. We're going to be here for a while. We're going to pray and believe that healing is going to happen. If Jesus had to once say, you know what, we're going to try it again. How many more times might I need to try it again? Right? Like, Lord Jesus, I'm willing. Not just to, oh, didn't happen. No, the Bible speaks of all the time these things happening and every time these things happening. And when he empowers us to take it home, empowers us to take his gospel, he empowers us to live him out, then we need to start believing that he's actually going to do what he said he was going to do. He told us that we would do even greater things than him, which is insane. But today, could we start to walk in his kingdom and say, Lord, you said it, therefore I'm believing it. Because you said it, your word is speaks. So today, I believe for even greater things. Which means every time we pray at the front, I don't care if I see it yet or not, every time I believe someone's going to be healed. I believe that situation's going to be gone. I believe that freedom's going to take place. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, I'm going to keep praying and we're going to keep believing because we know his word. We know that every time it happens. We may not get it right now, but Lord, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to get distracted by what I don't see. I'm going to focus in on what you have called us to. Jesus, he moved. In verse 40, now when the sun was setting, this was uh, important because it was the Sabbath. So once the sun set it, then they get back to their normal lives and Jewish culture. All those who had anyone who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many. But he rebuked the demons and said, don't tell them that I'm the son of God. Be quiet. Once again, he didn't get distracted by the truth even of who he was, because he had a call from God. He had a season in this moment that would lead to another season, that would lead to a season when he would be lifted up as the son of God. He would be killed, but he would come back to life, where he'd be at the sacrifice. Don't let even good things in our lives distract us. You know, as I've been praying, been seeing, the last, this year really, the last six months, we've seen God heal and do the miraculous more than we have in the recent past. And I believe it's only the beginning. I believe God's just opening up something and we're, we're letting our faith arise. But can I say at the same time, I don't want any of us, I don't want to get distracted by God's power, what he does, and miss his kingdom, who he is, and what that should mean in our life. Jesus says, hey, be quiet. That's not for yet. That, that's not yet. And there's something about realizing, Lord, we desire healing. We desire the supernatural. But Lord, you know what we desire the most? That one more person will come into relationship with you. 
That's what matters the most. That's what matters the most. But when we walk in the Lord, I believe that we see it's not a one or other. It's not like I go after healing or I go after the lost. But instead, when we focus on his kingdom, when we focus on heaven invading earth, when we focus on no tears, death, sorrow, and sin, what one day will be for all of us in heaven if we give our lives to him, then all of a sudden there's an overflow that begins to happen in my life. There's an overflow that where I go, Jesus should be brought. And by I, just to be sure, you, all of us. Where we go, Jesus should be brought. We're taking him. We're empowered to live him out. We're empowered to do what Jesus did and be about what he was, which was healing you and setting you free and taking him to the lost. But church, I pray we would never get distracted even by awesome things like healing and miss the most important thing, which is our relationship with him, knowing him, walking in him, bringing his kingdom to earth. Because even as we continue in that third thing, this more empowered to take him to one more in verse 42, it says, and when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And we'll jump back there in just a second. But it says, and the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God, the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. Now when the speaker, when the pastor, when the leader is seeing everybody healed all around, and they could have kept forever because all the people that needed healing, it's hard to say, you know what, this is good, but there's something better than this, and that's bringing the kingdom of God and preaching the kingdom of God to the next town. That's letting the word of God be taken to the next area, to the next village. There's something about taking him to one more. That must be our goal. It must be what we're about. It must be who we are. I mentioned soccer, that we're believing that God is going to allow us to, be, to do outreach to people in fields that we are creating right now. We believe that there may be a money in, uh, stream that comes from that to see more given to missions, to see further expansion of his kingdom. But above anything else that might happen is we're believing for literally thousands of people every summer to come be a part of Radiant Life Soccer to rent fields, to be a part of soccer clubs in the future. Why? Because if we can get into people's lives, can we see one more person come to know him that maybe never would have stepped on the grounds? We never would have had impact. But if we can get them out on a soccer field, they're right here. What we see happen with the daycare, it can happen in so many other areas. What we see happen here at church can happen with you in your life, in your neighborhood, in your community. It can happen at your place of work. Lord Jesus, how do we see one more person come to know you? How do we make sure we're not distracted by good things and we miss the best thing, which is our family members coming to know the Lord or a coworker or a boss who cares about the promotion? But Lord, could you save their soul? Because that's way more important. Lord, I don't want to be distracted by anything, even the best things. Lord, I want all that you have for me. And today my prayer is that we would be empowered to take the message of the gospel out. But I think it's an important part in the beginning of verse 42. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. Jesus did this over and over. He went into the wilderness. He went by himself. He went in a place of getting alone with God. Because Jesus is God, but when he came to earth, he put down that God man and became a, a human like you or me. We get to follow the ultimate example. And he valued spending time with God alone. 
It doesn't always work the same when we're all together. It doesn't always work. Even in a moment, he left a healing service, basically, to go. And there could have been another healing service. But he's like, I need time with God. I need time. And when he was with God, God says, hey, you need to go preach the gospel to the next town. You need to speak the kingdom of God to the next town. Don't get bogged down with even healing, which seems crazy to even say, but go share Jesus. And today my prayer is that Radiant Life Church, that we would go be empowered by Jesus in the desolate place, in the alone place. Maybe that's a prayer closet in your house. Maybe that's something you can walk around your property. Or maybe, maybe you go find a park and you just go and you just spend time with God. It, it could be anywhere. It could be at an altar. It could be anywhere. But will you give him time to speak to you, to give you strategies, to give you ways? How can I talk to my my family member, what can that look like? And sometimes we don't have the word, so we just pray, Lord, would you break uh, the bond on their life? Lord, would, in fact, we could rebuke what's holding or binding. Lord, would you set free, Lord Jesus? That's what it's all about. We're not going to get distracted by what culture says. We're not going to get distracted by what's on Hulu or Netflix or YouTube, because if you didn't figure it out, it's all trash. Every show that comes out. Right? It's not, and it does not line up with the word of God. So Lord, I'm going to get rid of what culture would tell me, what even my family would tell me, what anybody, including if I do something crazy, what Pastor Chris tells me, what's the word tell me? The Holy Spirit through his word leading me and guiding me. We're not going to get distracted, but we're going to see one more person. Maybe you have a family member today that needs the Lord today. Don't, don't give up. Don't be distracted. Maybe you've been distracted. Spend time believing daily, Lord Jesus, would you break the curse? Lord Jesus, would you let him see you? Lord Jesus, would you put somebody in their way? And maybe, maybe you're not the one that gets to lead them in the sinner's prayer someday. That's okay. You do the hard work of preparing the ground, of believing, of praying, of interceding, and someday it's going to happen. Don't get distracted. You know, as we head towards home this morning, worship team, if you can come back up here, this is not a don't and we're not going to believe for healing message at all. I hope you hear the opposite. We are going to see God move. And as we focus on his kingdom and his kingdom being poured out, church, we're going to see more miracles take place than ever before. That's my heart. I believe it with everything in me. What we're beginning to see and cultivate. But we're not cultivating miracles. We're cultivating the kingdom of God changing us so we look more like him. And there simply will be an overflow of his kingdom on earth. And there's no way that his kingdom can invade our earth, earthly culture and earthly mess without there being a little bit of a war and a battle. And that means heaven's going to win. And when heaven wins, then our bodies look different, our relationships look different, our lives look different, our thoughts look different. We, those around us, our, our workplaces, hopefully, right, Dublin, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Should Ohio look a little different because Radiant Life Church and then the church is all over this state? Yes. We must see the kingdom. And today, let's not get bogged down with sin. Let's not get bogged down with distractions that aren't really of God. Let's not even get bogged down with good things. But Lord Jesus, I want to see your kingdom and I'm going to preach your kingdom. I'm going to preach your, you, Jesus. Because when we do, then we're going to see all that we desire happen. And this morning as we close, we're going to take 10 minutes or so. And we're going to, worship. We're going to come to an altar. My prayer is that we would let God speak to us. And maybe today you need 
In fact, I think we probably all, if we're real, we need more of God. Maybe there's an area of our life where we need him to remove something. Maybe there's sin that we're struggling in today. Don't hold on to that. Give that to God. No more distractions. If it's a lifelong thing, today is the day to decide, Lord, if you don't just heal me and take the desire away, I'm going to do the steps I need to take to walk with you, to, to find freedom. But maybe today God will just heal you, set you free. Maybe today something needs rebuked and you say, Lord, right now it's gone, no more. I don't know what you need, but today would you let his kingdom come and invade your life? Because there's people that need him. There's a world that needs an overflow of his kingdom as you walk in it, as you walk into your work tomorrow. Someone needs just to get near you and say, something is weird with you. Like, come on, let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about him. So let's let him move. But then don't the whole time, maybe take a minute for yourself, two minutes for yourself. You can continue at home on that. But then would you begin to pray for somebody else? Who is it that needs, that needs Jesus? Who is it in your life that needs to experience your kingdom? or his kingdom who is in, in life that maybe right now they need a miracle in their life and maybe you're like Lord could you use a miracle to bring this person to you he did it over and over again that seems like a good way to me but Lord all I want is your kingdom to be poured out in my family my friends and my community and first start right here we need you Jesus if we could could we stand this morning if you've never given your life to Jesus, all you have to do is ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. In your own words, it's not about some preacher leading you or some words. Ask him to be the Lord of your life. Repent of the things of the past. And just like that, he welcomes you and he calls you his son, his daughter. There's nothing better. I would encourage you, if you've never done that, this is the moment to do it. And then for you and everyone else in this room, I want to invite us. Let's welcome Holy Spirit into, our, in, into this place. Let's welcome his kingdom. Make your heart right. Make whatever that might be right. Give whatever you need to give. And then could we, could we turn our heart into our world that needs Jesus, that needs him, that needs his power to be poured forth, that needs more than we can do, but he can show up and make all the difference. So Lord, right now, we ask you to pour your spirit out as we worship as we maybe come to an altar, as we give you our hearts more, Lord Jesus, we just want your kingdom to get rid of the junk in us, and then we want to see it overflow in our world, our family, our friends, maybe even an enemy, God, that that, that word would change in our life, Lord, as we want to see them come to know you. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Do your work this morning as we give you these next few minutes, and then take you home. Come on. If you would, if you join me, if you feel uh, led this morning, if you just want more, if you want more, I'm going to be right up here at the altar. would love to worship, to pray, to seek after Jesus with you. love to pray with you as we go after Jesus for a few more minutes.